Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Ba'ia Ibn Pakuda. This monumental work of Rabbi Pakuda about Emunah and Bitahon, so, so needed in these days. And um, I would like to do this class, this shiur, in the, in, in, in the name, in the merit of everybody that's right now battling this horrible virus, that they should have a refuah shalema, a complete refuah shalema. This plague should get out of our midst and uh, we should emerge strong and happy and well to be able to serve our God with complete, complete trust in, in everything he does for us. So we are trying to finish the last, the, the gate of, of Bitajon, the gate of trusting God. And um, we're talking about the different challenges we have uh, <clears throat> regarding when we ask a, a pledge from Hashem. So the fourth challenge examines the nature of pledges. And it says the nature, why do we ask for pledges from God? And it says that if someone requires a pledge, it is because of one of three reasons. Like if someone comes to you and asks you for money to be loaned, to, if, they, if you can lend them some money, you always ask for, for a guarantee that they will return the money to you. So there's three reasons why we ask for this. The first is that the borrower may be unable to repay the debt that we think this person maybe will never be able to get back on their feet and they can never come and pay you back. The second is that the person is dishonest and the lender will be unable to recover the debt. And the third is that the person may die and then the lender will be unable to recover his money. So this is the three reasons basically why a person would ask for a pledge as a surety when he lends money. <clears throat> the pledge is effectively a form of insurance against the human condition. If somehow, <coughs> sorry, if somehow none of these three applies, you would be embarrassed to ask someone for a pledge. And so it is crystal clear that, that then that to request a surety from God, from Hashem, is not only irrelevant, but really it's offensive because Hashem doesn't fall into any of these categories. Hashem will always be able to give you whatever you need. Hashem will always be, he's never going to be in debt with anybody. Like he doesn't owe anybody anything. He's never going to need to repay anybody anything. And the third one is that Hashem will never die. He's always there. So it is offensive to, to, to ask God for these sureties. So this is expressed in the verse. All silver belongs to me and all gold belongs to me, says Hashem. And this is in Haggai. And in this verse, honor and wealth lie with Hashem in Divrei Hayamim. It says, all the riches of the world lie with Hashem. It's God's world. Anything we have in this world really is a lend. He lended it to us. So the fifth objection addresses the psychological benefits of securing a pledge. So if someone offers you a surety, then you feel secure and free from worry. It's a psychological thing that you have. Like if someone 
uh, if you lend money to someone and he tells you hey, I'll, I'll give it to you back in a month it, it gives you like a peace of mind knowing that it's in your possession and you can take possession of the object itself or use it to recover any potential loss but the question that those who seek a pledge from God have to answer is how would that in any way free them from worry how can they know that if he gave you the money you seek it will remain with you you know Hashem gives and takes like money can come into your bank account today like maybe someone owed you money and uh, and they are paying you a debt that they owed you from 10 years ago and right now you're stuck without money because of the quarantine and suddenly you have twenty thousand dollars in the bank and then suddenly you have a horrible leak in your house your whole floor went down the drain and uh, and you don't have insurance and you have to change the floor of your house and the way that money came in that the same way the money came out who can guarantee that to you so there are countless reasons that you could lose what you have and this is emphasized in the verse by half their lives they have lost everything so in reality uh, to ask concessions from God to ask pledges from God to ask charities from God really is useless because he's the one that gives and he's the one that takes and our security should not be the $20,000 in the bank our security should be that we know that Hashem does the best for us whatever he gives us is good for us whatever he takes is good for us so additionally their whole perspective is foolish the, com the comfort and con contentment they imagine they will gain from becoming rich might instead bring them pain and anguish and that is emphasized in the Mishnah the more the riches the more the worry you know I see people that drive these gorgeous cars and you see them when they come to a, to a parking lot they park it in the farthest corner where there's nobody parking there because they don't want the car next to them to open the door and scratch their car it's true the more the riches the more the worries the more you're, you, you have expensive things the more you worry they're, get, they're gonna get damaged so the sixth question to pose is if you know for certain that the person from who you thought to take a certainty would repay the loan ahead of the set date and additionally if you know that out of the goodness of his heart he would give back much more than the original amount in recognition of the time you waited to be paid would you ask him for a pledge of any kind in the first place so if you lend some money and you would know that for sure a hundred percent this person is gonna pay you and not only he's gonna pay you but he's gonna give you even more than what you lent him for the trouble you took would you even ask him for money you wouldn't you would be embarrassed so the same is with Hashem Hashem not only gives us he gives us even more in return from what we give him he gives us even more than what we ever gave him so we can apply the same model and multiply it infinitely concerning Hashem you can see his kindness and concern for you in the present and in the past he's faithful to reward those who do mitzvot as they relate to others and as they relate to Hashem himself the reward lies beyond our ability to envisage and certainly put it into words and he says here imagine a bucket of water that can hold one gallon of water now connect a hose to the Atlantic and begin to pump the water into the uh, the pump the vast amount of water from the ocean into the bucket 
and, and it wouldn't be able to contain all the water from the ocean. It would be, it would overflow. So a human mind is finite. Our intellect is not infinite, it's finite. And the reward for a mitzvah is infinite. So imagine, you have a certain finite capacity of understanding, but the reward that Hashem is going to give you is, is something that you cannot contain. And that is why it lies beyond our ability to envisage or put it into words. And, um, and this fact is expressed in the verse, no one has ever seen a God except you do what you have done for those who look to you. And, this, and, 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 and it says that Tov HaLevanon explains this verse to mean that Hashem alone has prepared a reward for those who trust in Him. The Radak adds that the scale of the reward was beyond the comprehension of even the prophets. Only Hashem understands the magnitude of the reward that awaits those who truly trust in Him. So I, I, I heard a beautiful story of Rabbi Biederman. <clears throat> He's given an explanation of a man that is being, someone comes and he hits him three times. And he's like, ouch, ouch, ouch. And he says, what would you say if every time I hit you, I would give you a $1,000? So he said, well, three times, $3,000, hit me. I don't mind, hit me. And he hits him three times and gives him $3,000. And he says, and what would you say if every time I hit you, I would give you $100,000? So the guy said, please hit me, hit me, hit me. So he hits him three times and he gives him $300,000. And the guy says, and what would you say if I hit you so hard, so hard, but I'm going to give you $1 million for each time I hit you? The guy says, I don't care. Hit me how many times you want. I'm here. Give me the $3 million. So with Hashem, it's the same thing. We, we feel these blows in life, but at the end, they have reward. The thing is that we don't, we, he doesn't tell us, you're going to get this reward. We have no idea what the reward is going to be. Sometimes it's our health, sometimes it's the protection, sometimes we, we never know what it's going to be. But at the end of the day, if we live with, with complete trust in Hashem and we know that everything we do, everything, everything, everything has the reward, then we wouldn't feel that life is so, so strict on us. We would take it. We would be happy. You know, there's a story to finish off. Of, uh, I think it was the, the wife of the Hofetz Haim, but I, I can't be wrong. And she and a friend used to go and uh, raise money for brides, for, for brides that couldn't pay their weddings. And one day, her and her friend are, are going to a, the house of a very rich man to raise some funds for a bride. And when they're almost getting to the house, they see that the rich man gets in his car and he drives off. And these two women start running and running and running after the car till they collapse in the street and they never were able to come to the man. Many years later, these two women are getting older and uh, the wife of, of the Hofetz Haim tells the friend, you know, we're not getting any younger. I know that one day one of us is not going to be here. Let's make a, let's make a, a pact. Whoever goes first, eh, see if she can come and tell the other one how it's up there in Shamayim. And then let's see. So one day the, the other friend passed away and like two years later she comes to her friend in the dream and she says to her, remember that we make this pact that if one of us comes here first, we'll come to the other and tell her something about Shamayim. I was able to convince, Hash I was able to convince them that I can come and tell you something about Shamayim. 
So she says, yes, what, what? Tell me, tell me. He says, you remember that day that we went to raise money for the bride? And um, the rich man drove away and we ran and we ran till we collapsed in the street? She says, yes, I remember. She says, even that is counted. Even that has reward. So my friends, don't be discouraged. Every little good thing you do has a price. Hashem is the biggest accountant. He has everything written down. He doesn't miss a beat. And even, even if you're not able to fulfill what you want to fulfill, but you do put an effort into it, even that is rewarded. So I bless you with a holy week, with a beautiful week, with a healthy week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.